Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And this week has just been a big one in the world of big technology, whether it's Department of Justice antitrust lawsuits, or in this case, a major multinational subsidiary streaming company in Twitch, of course, owned by Amazon, dealing with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act in a way that a lot of people either disagree with, as I do, it should be noted, or fundamentally don't understand in respect of how the law works. So a number of you came to me while you saw me discussing this on Twitter with various Twitch personalities and folks that were asking me questions about it to say, hey, Rick, maybe you should do a video on the DMCA because there seems to be this misunderstanding regarding what Twitch is obligated to do and what they aren't obligated to do, in particular with respect to whether or not Twitch has to Listen to a counter notice, which I know a number of you are familiar with because you're familiar with YouTube. You're familiar with the fact that when somebody claims infringing material is up on their service like Twitch or YouTube or Facebook gaming or wherever, then that company responds to that notice generally by taking it down and usually gives the offending party, the content creator, the opportunity to issue back a counter notice where upon receiving that counter notice, usually the YouTubes of the world will put that content back up unless they hear something from the original copyright holder. Now, Twitch hasn't done that, and that's why this particular story made headlines. On your screen right now is a Polygon article titled as follows. Twitch streamers were issued tons of DMCA takedown notices today. The company has deleted offending content and given warnings to many users. Now, that doesn't offend on its face. That's how these services generally have to operate. Twitch has been flying by the seat of its pants, in particular with respect to music infringement for a very long time. But even with that being the background, they still acted in a fashion that I found really untoward. Here is a tweet from a Twitter user named Devin, at Devin Nash. He says, it is insane that Twitch informs its partners that they deleted their content and that there is more content in violation despite having no identification system to find out what it is. Their solution to DMCA is for creators to delete their life's work. This is pure, gross negligence. And helpfully, he actually put up the message that Twitch has been sending out. I'm only going to read you a portion of this. Some of this is instructions to the content creators, but you can see why it came off as so offensive. Here's from Twitch. We are writing to inform you that your channel was subject to one or more of these DMCA takedown notifications and that the content identified has been deleted. We recognize that by deleting this content, we are not giving you the option to file a counter notification or seek a retraction from the rights holder. In consideration of this, we have processed these notifications and are issuing you a one-time warning to give you the chance to learn about copyright law and the tools available to manage the content on your channel. And then they say, we know that copyright law and the DMCA are confusing. Yep, confusing for rights holders and content creators alike. Over the past few months, we've been improving the tools available to help you manage music use in your live and recorded content. These include the ability to, del to delete all of your clips at once and control who can create clips on your channel. One of the tools we provided is you can get rid of everything. Isn't that helpful? But really, the italicized notice is what really irked me when I read this for the first time. Because what they have said is that we've received notifications on your channel. Some of these, apparently, as described by Twitch users going years back in time, generally from the music industry. And without actually investigating these ourselves, without telling you about them, without getting you involved, we have deleted them entirely. 
And we recognize that we're not giving you what you might think of as your DMCA rights under this particular action that we're just deleting everything. So in consideration of us taking this unilateral action, we've processed them for you. Doesn't make a lot of sense. And ultimately, it undermines their statement in and of itself. It assumes that every single notification they have received is correct. They just acted on them without asking anybody, without looking to anybody, without giving anyone the opportunity to fight them. And of course, assuming that these notifications are correct is not anything that anybody should be doing. I have a 13-video playlist from oh, all of about five months ago in which Sony Interactive Entertainment was putting up DMCA notifications on discussions of leaked material that came out of some kind of hack or at least some kind of removal of the information on The Last of Us Part Two from their servers. And that included DMCA takedown notices of things like ideas and concepts that are absolutely not infringing. And if they did that to a Twitch user, well, then Twitch says, yep, we took it down. Sorry about that. We're not going to give you anything. Maybe you should learn about copyright law. Educate yourself, Twitch says. And of course, I responded pretty negatively to that whole concept. But Twitch actually went further. In a couple of tweets that you can see from October 20th, you see them responding as follows. Hey, guys. The email we just sent out, the one we were just reading, was to inform you that one or more of your VODs, videos on demand, or clips had received a DMCA takedown over the past few months, as well as to give you time to learn more about copyright law and the tools available to manage your content before we resume normal processing this Friday. So what this actual letter says is we've taken down some things. You have to figure out what to remove by Friday. Learn about copyright law. Take a few law school classes. Watch 300 videos of virtual legality. Hopefully you can figure out. And even if you do, well, then maybe Sony at all can come after you. And there's nothing we're going to do to protect you. Worse, they say this content was identified and deleted for you in accordance with its obligations under the DMCA. Now, you language scholars out there, can you help me understand what the it's is referring to in that sentence? The contents I, I, obligations? Uh, your obligations? Twitch's obligations? Very hard to say. This content was identified and deleted for you in accordance with its obligations under the DMCA. There are no obligations under the DMCA. If you stop watching this video right now, you take nothing else from it at all understand that the DMCA is a safe harbor. It is a special rule that allows these service providers to get out of certain forms of liability. They are not obligated to follow it. They can take on that liability. They can adjudge these things for themselves. They can defend their customer and consumer base, the content creators that make their business function. If they chose to do so, they do not. It is not a legal obligation in any respect. They further continue digging this hole. Going forward, Clips that are identified as having copyrighted music will be deleted without penalty. If they are identified as being owned by someone else, they will be deleted. Now, what does that skip, of course? The copyright holder has the right to license out specific rights. That's how you listen to songs when you're watching Grey's Anatomy or how you hear them on commercials or on the radio or wherever else you might hear music being played for your commercial pleasure. Twitch has said, it doesn't matter if you walk up to Sony or some other music provider, go and negotiate a license and a synchronization license and a mechanical license and whatever else you might need for what you're doing on our service. If we identify it, which we will because we're going to put these automatic tools in place, 
then we're just going to delete it regardless of the fact of whether or not you are actually a licensed party that has the right to use it in this fashion. So forget it. Don't negotiate any of those licenses because we're just going to delete them automatically to help ensure that you do not receive DMCA notifications from rights holders, regardless of whether or not they've licensed out the rights to you. Now, this in and of itself is a fairly ironic set of events, right? Because Twitch, as we have talked about in this space, is actually a platform that generally runs afoul of copyright infringement rules. I've pulled up a video that I did very recently called Is Streaming Among Us Illegal? In which we talked about on a technical basis from the copyrights that actually are conveyed to users of Among Us, it certainly seems to be. Because Among Us is just using things like the baseline license on Steam and Steam only conveys a personal use license on your computer and not a streaming license, not a right to display or publicly perform or anything like that. So on its baseline level, streaming Among Us would appear to be an infringement of copyright. Now, we also talked about the fact that the folks that make Among Us don't care. They're making money from those streams, and they will let it at their largesse, at their will, in a fashion that the music industry appears not inclined to do. But Twitch, as a platform, knows this. They try to protect themselves from it in their own terms of service by saying to their users, you promise to us that you have the rights to stream these things on our platform, even when everybody and their cousin knows that that isn't, in fact, the case. Now, a number of people came up and said, hey, when they say we know that we aren't giving you a counter notification and we know that this is our obligation to take these things down when we receive a notice, isn't that a violation of the DMCA or aren't they obligated in some fashion? And I have to answer, no. The DMCA is just a safe harbor, as we talked about just a few minutes ago. They, Twitch, expose themselves to other liability if they don't follow the statute. In the first instance, to contributory infringement claims or similar, depending on how it would be brought. And in respect of a failure to honor a counter notice, question mark, question mark, question mark. And some of these folks said, okay, you should talk about that, including, you know, Legal Eagle came in and responded to my tweet where I was very upset at the way that Twitch was handling its business and the way that they were actually functioning as a business. And he says, no option to counter notice. And in consideration for us taking away your rights, here's nothing. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out for them. Now, Legal Eagle, obviously a very popular YouTube lawyer, somebody that I talk about legal claims with all the time, and we've been a part of each other's videos. But I don't actually think that he is talking about legalities here as much as he's talking about bad business sense. And it's very easy for people to get confused on those points. I said, hey, is it even possible to be more condescending than Twitch is in this notification that we read earlier, the equivalent of educate yourself. This is bad business. In consideration for us taking away your rights, here's nothing is exactly correct. But it's not illegal. It's not a violation of something. The DMCA doesn't have the separate violation concept. So what is the DMCA? How does it work? What does it do? Why do you see notice and counter notice in these various places? This is why. So I've pulled up the primary, as I describe it, DMCA Safe Harbor. And you can see the ellipses here. I've tried to make this easier to read. You can go check it out yourself. We will, of course, link the direct law in the description to this video. But it says as follows. A service provider, Twitch, shall not be liable for infringement of copyright by reason of the storage of material if the service provider does not have actual knowledge that the material is infringing, and upon notification of claimed infringement, responds expeditiously to remove the material. So what does that say? It says Twitch, 
who we know is going to have all these videos on its service, can't possibly know who is just putting up an entire copy of The Little Mermaid on their service until Disney tells them they aren't going to be liable for infringement of copyright even though they have provided the service through which the infringement was achieved. Why do they need this safe harbor? Because there are concepts of this contributory infringement that would otherwise potentially attach to them in the Copyright Act itself, or more specifically, in the precedents and judicial decisions that came out of interpretation of the Copyright Act. Where we see here, as described by the Cornell Law School kind of treatise blog, one who knowingly induces, causes, or materially contributes to copyright infringement, and just having the service, whether it's YouTube or Twitch, materially contributes to the availability of the infringement because without their existence, the infringement couldn't occur, by another who has not committed or participated in the infringing acts him or herself may be held liable as a contributory infringer if he or she had knowledge or reason to know of the infringement, right? So you've got all of these situations where these particular companies look at what they have built. Look at the fact that people put up YouTube videos. They aren't checked by somebody every single time they go up, that they put up their Twitch streams and they could absolutely be infringing. They could be using music. They could be using clips that fall off. Uh, on the outside of fair use. And what these companies do is they say, hey, if we get a notice that complies with this law, and we're not going to go over the specifics of the notification requirements. You can check those out on Twitch or on YouTube themselves. If we comply with a notice like that, then we get out of any possibility for copyright infringement if we take the material down as soon as we get the notice. But note what this doesn't do. It doesn't establish a separate kind of access for liability. It doesn't say if you don't do this, now under the DMCA, you are going to be penalized. You're going to receive a fine. It's going to be a felony. It's going to be a misdemeanor, whatever it might be. It doesn't act as its own liability. It only talks about other forms of liability. So when we have this happen, it's not that they are obligated to do under something under the DMCA. It is that they are incentivized to do something under the DMCA, which, as Congress put forth when they originally enacted this law, was exactly what they wanted to have happen. They didn't want somebody to be obligated. They wanted them to just be incentivized, which is why when we spin around for the secondary DMCA safe harbor, we see what happens at the time that they remove the information or material. A service provider like Twitch shall not be liable for any claim based on the service provider's good faith disabling of access to or removal of material claimed to be infringing, regardless of whether the material or activity is ultimately determined to be infringing, right? So this particular safe harbor, which we will see referenced as part of the counter notice exception in just a minute, is what gives them protection from somebody that created the content complaining to Twitch that they should be liable for taking it down. If you think about this in the back of your head, this is the Last of Us Part Two type leak situation. You've got somebody that's just talking into a microphone, talking about what they saw, how they feel about the ideas and concepts presented in the leak materials. Sony strikes it. Everybody knows it's wrong. And you don't have liability if you're Twitch for taking it down because Sony is the copyright holder and they told you to take it down. So you don't have that liability provided you comply with the specific exception. And that's the counter notice exception. That secondary safe harbor, the protection from the content creator shall not apply. You don't get that protection unless the service provider replaces the removed material and ceases disabling access to it, not less than 10 nor more than 14 business days following receipt of a counter notice, or they receive notice that the copyright holder has filed a court action. 
Also importantly, when they put it back up, a service provider's restoration of material in compliance with a counter notice shall not subject the service provider to liability for copyright infringement with respect to the material identified. So this is a cleansing action. So you can see how Congress has set up a specific set of rules, safe harbors, that encourage the YouTubes of the world to say, okay, I get a notice, I take it down, I'm not liable for infringement. If I get a counter notice and it goes back up, even if it's infringing, I no longer care because unless Disney or Sony or whoever brings a federal lawsuit, it can go back up. I can make advertising money. The content creator can make that money. And I am not liable for it as long as I'm just responding to a counter notice. So mostly everybody has an incentive to do that. Twitch has decided that they don't want to do that. And why does that still work for Twitch? Well, it works for Twitch because the primary thing that they get out of the counter notice process is this secondary DMCA safe harbor, right? The only reason you have to abide by a counter notice is to prevent the loss of this secondary safe harbor. And what does it protect them from? All it protects them from is liability for a claim based on the disabling or removal of the material, a claim from the content creator. And why does that not matter to Twitch? Well, because Twitch doesn't have that liability anyway. If you go into most of the terms of service that you see online for anything that is taking in user-generated content, you will see a line very similar to the following. To the fullest extent permitted by applicable law, Twitch reserves the right to remove, screen, or edit any user content posted or stored on the Twitch services at any time and without notice, including where such user content violates these terms of service or applicable law, right? And we've looked at the word including in virtual legality a lot in the past, but this sentence is designed to make you think that Twitch won't take anything down unless it violates the terms of service or applicable law. But this actual sentence doesn't require that. All that really counts from a legal perspective is this orange part where they say, we reserve the right to remove user content at any time and without notice. That is our right including, but not limited to, all this other stuff that we're going to try to use as a shiny object to distract you from the fact that we have the raw and naked right to remove whatever we want because we're a platform and we have a certain vested interest in making sure that we get to control what is seen on that platform, which means that that question mark, question mark, question mark that I talked about earlier is a legitimate one. What could somebody sue Twitch over for removing their material for any reason or no reason when Twitch has otherwise reserved the right that you see here in their terms of service and which you, by actually using the Twitch service, have agreed to or clicked through or at some point seen. If Twitch has this right, then they don't have a vector for liability, which means they don't need this secondary safe harbor, which means they don't need to comply with the counter notice, which means you get notifications from a company like this if they just don't care about getting the material back up on their service at all. And yes, I agree with the legal eagles of the world. I agree with the other folks who have commented on this kind of concept that this is bad business from a company like Twitch, that Twitch is throwing its content creators to the wolves and we can expect more wolf eating on Friday and after Friday when these companies just go in and apparently tear apart some of the Twitch content creators' stuff because Twitch didn't defend them, didn't try to defend them, didn't try to get into the middle of it. And honestly, based on this, based on how you see them treating their actual content creators, how you've seen them deal with the Dr. Disrespect situation and other things that we have talked about on this channel, 
I agree with Legal Legal. This is a bold strategy. They have been engaged in bold strategies now for as long as I have been in virtual legality. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of this channel and of this series, and they have constantly been a subject matter in this particular space because they're constantly making decisions that seem to run afoul of the very creators that help make their business work. So yes, the worst kept secret in digital copyright is that the counter notice safe harbor was never anything these companies needed. They have contract rights to remove, so they ignore it all the time. That is in fact the case. And it's important if you are a Twitch creator or a creator on YouTube or anywhere else to go check out these terms of service to see if they reserve the right to remove anything for any reason. Because if they do, they don't need to abide by that counter notice. If they don't want to, they can just take it off. And that's the end of the story. Hopefully this has been illuminating for those of you that aren't regularly dealing with the DMCA or copyright law in general. DMCA does not present obligations. Twitch doesn't have to do what they say they have to do, but they also don't have to listen to a counter notice because it's all safe harbors all the way down. If you like this video, please like, subscribe, share, tell folks that we are having hopefully educational discussions on the business and law of video games, streaming, technology, music, movies, pop culture in general. And we love having these conversations with more and more people. We've really enjoyed the growth we've had this year. We'd like to see it continue even further. As I said, we're coming up on the second anniversary. I'd love to hit some big milestones before that happens in late November. So please do tell your friends. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, Thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.